Hey guys, welcome back to the MBF and TK Performance Talk. I'm Matthew Calderoni. We've got Thomas Kiriakou on the other end. Um, taking it a bit of a different way this week. We're, we're both kind of on the run with preseasons and whatnot coming up around the corner. So we're kind of trying this virtual recording part. So we're going to see how you guys like it and going forwards. Thomas, how's everything going with you? Going great. You know, there's about uh, just over a month into uh before the season starts and all my athletes are coming in the gym they're training hard they're looking forward to their years and i hope uh everyone has a great season ahead of them looking forward to it and we'll see what happens that's it man so the topic we really want to get on to this week guys um and one that we were talking about you know i guess being of issue right now is Really the whole conundrum between being prepared versus thinking you're prepared, right? I mean, the big thing is that Thomas sees a lot of the physical game going on. I see a lot of the mental game. And our, our whole thing is getting prepared versus planning for a season. But, Thomas, I'm wondering from you, what are you seeing from guys right now? doesn't matter if it's your athletes. doesn't matter if, if it's your team that you have. Like, what are you seeing with guys and their, their level of being prepared for the season so far? What are you thinking? They do a lot of talking. And what yep. I mean by that is they like to run their mouths and say that they're ready. They're, you know, they're prepared. They're focused. Meanwhile, you know, with just over a month left in the summer before camp opens up, guys are still – a step behind guys are still, yep. you know, being lazy and you can't afford that. That's like, if you want it, you gotta, your actions have to speak louder than words. You can't just talk yeah. about that. You want it. Right. Yeah. And so it's, that, that's what I'm seeing. Well, I was going to say too, the whole thing that, I mean, you probably see it and it, it's frustrating to be honest with you are the players that think, or the athletes that think, you know, one time a week in the gym, I'm getting prepared. I'm going to come see, you know, a trainer once a week or whatever. And that, that's great. That's good. But yeah. in reality, it's not. No, no <laughs> you know, not at all. Not at all. And, 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 and go on. And Sorry. And it's, you know, these kids that I, that I see all the time, they have so much potential and mm -hmm. you just don't want to see that talent go to waste. Right. Yeah. And that's a big thing. I was going to say, it's like, I get that there's budgets and, and restrictions and whatnot, and that's totally normal. Um, but again, it comes back to the commitment sacrifice whole thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, you know, if you're committing to being one of the best players in the league this year, and especially playing at the highest level of youth hockey in, you know, Ontario, you've got to kind of swallow that sometimes. Yeah. You know, and that's, I know that's easy for me to say, because I don't have any kids yet that I'm putting through sports. But, I mean, that's also kind of the whole commitment part from the parents. Like, the way I always see it from this mental side is it's not just about how the kids are doing it, how the kids come into a game. Like, a big part is the support system that's there for some of these kids, right? So, yeah. my question to you is, do you do something in a sense where, okay, let's say, you know, little Johnny here can't afford coming in all these sessions throughout the week. Do you do something where it's like you'll put, I guess, physical sessions together where you have a once once a week type of training plan and then you kind of send them home with the take home package type of thing or a what thousand is it percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. I would I will send uh, a mini workout plan for 
for guys or my athletes to take home. You know, they go to their, their good lives, their anytime, they go to the park, just something. Even yeah. if you can't get to your trainer, you can't get to your, your coach, the way it works nowadays is whether you're with somebody or not, you have to consistently be doing something to get you better. Yeah. Right? Okay. You're not with your coach today. All right. What else can I do? Okay. You know what? I might go for, I might go rip 400 shots today, or I might go for a run or I might, you know, do a hill sprint, like just something like you can yeah. use everything to your advantage. And a lot of athletes nowadays don't really do that. Yeah. And I think that comes like that to me, that goes hand in hand with, the laziness part and like we always talk about you know actually wanting it and not just saying you do and that you know the whole talking the talking for all of this it's true and the thing that i'm seeing is one of the most dangerous parts and correct me if i'm wrong thomas but when it comes to being mentally prepared as well the only way you can be confident in your sport is knowing that you've done everything physically to prepare that's a big part of it right but what I'm seeing too is a lot of these athletes kind of pause their, their physical training throughout while well, gym training, if you will, like resistance training throughout the season. So to me, what blows me away is you're an athlete, you know, that come, you know, season in season, you're significantly reducing the amount of times that you're hitting the gym. And already in the summer, you're not fully grasping that whole part of, well, I'm going to utilize the summer as much as I can to put as much mass on, if you will, or proper mass for my sport. I think that's one of the most dangerous parts when it comes to even injury resistance, right? Because like seasons are intense. They're long. They're not short seasons by any means. I mean, we spoke about it last summer when we were thinking about, well, putting together, if you will, this whole mentorship program we're getting together now. Yeah. Around Christmas time is when everyone falls off. Everybody falls off. And I was watching an interview and I saw Steven Stamkos there and mm -hmm. the, the reporter asked him, Oh, so, you know, you do a lot of your training in the summer. He goes, actually, no, it's your training 365 days out of the year. Obviously yeah. you're not going to be doing sprints and a lot of, I guess, uh, quote me here, like cardio, yep. right. Or plyometric training throughout, uh, throughout the season because you get that training from the ice, right? Yep. But you have to maintain your mass. You have to maintain your strength. And yeah. if you notice, you know, kids go on sports center, you know, right before school, this and that, you see all the highlights. Well, a lot of the highlights show that these athletes or these NHL players are okay. They're riding the bikes after, you know, they're yep. in the weight room after like, so don't tell, don't tell me that, Oh yeah. You know, it's just like, I guess what you call it, like the off season or, you know, I can only do this in the summer because I have school. I have, you know, other commitments. Well, so does everybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, I don't think enough players, well, youth players, sorry, understand the idea that even pros have those commitments after games or before games. Like guys, oh, there's huge, there's families. <laughs> A lot yeah. of these guys have families, you know, and yeah. some of them have sponsorship deals that they got to go do a shoot for something or, or whatever it is. Yeah. I know for, a big challenge for me when I'm working with some guys, you know, at that level, even, even at the AHL level is some of them have, you know, deals they've got to work around where they're taking off and they're driving wherever and shooting here and going to New York there. And it's like, everyone has that commitment. Yeah. And that's why this summertime 
especially for athletes, guys, you have one, what, one month left, maybe, to get prepared. I think this is the biggest time, if you haven't started, to dig your feet in now and get it done. Big time. Because this is where the rude awakening happens. This is where all the little injuries in the season happen. I mean, everyone talks about, I, w- I was just talking to a group about this yesterday. Everyone talks about having this big, quick, fast, hard start, but you're not doing the things beforehand to have that start, to make sure that start happens. You know, and that's where I think it, there's that big gap right now, especially with preseason coming up. Doesn't matter if it's mental, doesn't matter if it's physical, whatever you want to call it. I think the preparation gap is right now. You know, I think this is where everyone falls up. And Thomas, tell me if you see the same pattern, but I'm noticing with my athletes that a lot of them, they can stick out a pretty long-term process. I mean, guys have been working with you for how long now? About two months in their off season? Uh, yeah. Two right months, guys, guys will come in for the, I guess, yeah, their quotes off-season training and you can push these kids kids nowadays are groomed differently than it was back then i feel like these kids can if you really push them they can take a lot more and i i know maybe some people might disagree with me but from what i see it's obviously not in a you know obviously like bag skating or whatever it is it's just kids are eating healthier these days there's you know, there's more options to living a healthier lifestyle now. Yeah. And that's right. the thing. And, and that, that's very true. I actually agree with that part. I've noticed, well, actually, you know what, before I let that go, I've noticed kids will do more now, but you have to push them versus before where they can almost not do less per se, but they would do less work, but they would be more self starters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now I've noticed that. But anyways, going back to it. So two months they've been with you so far, some three. Now that it's the last month, though, I've noticed when athletes are getting just outside of their goals or just about to finish, this is when I'm noticing a lot of them fall off. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like, you know what, I'm right there. It's time to take my foot off the pedal. When all, in all reality, guys, this is when you have to push harder. Big time. You know? This is where you can really gain some ground on your opponents. And I don't think I don't think enough athletes understand that that the ability to finish a fight or put out the longevity mentally in a physical training program in a mental whatever you want to call it is one of the best athletes or sorry assets that you can have as an athlete nowadays. I think the ability to finish a fight in sports or to finish the game full on, full through, you know, empty the tank, if you will, is something a lot of athletes are getting away from now. You think they're lazy? Lazy, yes, for, for some parts. But what I'm also finding more so is that there's a lot more resources for athletes to use during a game. There's a lot deeper lines that they kind of almost check out earlier. I mean, before, like we were talking about, we talked about a couple weeks ago or a couple shows, um, the depth of the P- Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah. And how they had four full lines. I think before, lines weren't as deep, like teams weren't as deep when it comes to that skill, that players of those top two lines, possibly even three, had to always be on right to the end of the game. Yeah. Whereas now, 
they can almost check out because teams are so deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I understand. You know, so that's why I think, I think players this summer when it comes to prepping for preseason and, and getting ready, you know, there, I think there has to be, everyone has to be on board with it. Everyone has to come and fit. Like gone are the days that half the team is fit, you know, top two lines are fit. And then the others are kind of just around. Everyone. 100% agree. Everyone's got to be on the same page. Yeah. Everyone has to be in shape. Everyone has to be ready to go for when your name gets called to go on the ice, to win a face-off, to get the puck out of the zone, anything. Yeah. Anything. And that's what so, I think players aren't seeing too. It's like, you know, even if your job is just to, quote, win the face-off, that's a big damn role on a team. Oh, for sure. It's puck, puck possession, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think players understand the depth of that sometimes. I don't think athletes sometimes understand that even though the role is so small, it's huge. Four years ago, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Four years mm-hmm. ago, I guess when Phil Kessel was on the Leafs or, and, or it might have been five or whatever, but yeah, defensive zone face-offs, Phil Kessel legged the league in starts in the defensive zone. Really? Why? Because he's so fast, and if you win the face-off, the Leafs would just kind of chip it out off and fire it weak side. You'd try to get Kessel to go get it. Hmm. Inter- interesting. Eh? You, like, you wouldn't ever yeah. think of it. You would never think of it, but it matters. Puck possession matters. Yeah, huge. Because I was going to say, too, it's like, even when you break that role down, that's such a small role. Yeah. In the, de- yeah. in the defensive end, at least. That's such a small role, but it's like, that makes a huge difference. Yep, it sure does. You know, and that's why. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that players should come into a season, I guess, trying to specialize because, at, uh, well, at least specialize in only one trait. But I think that being fit and having the ability to just keep putting your foot and, and keep throwing it against the wall game after game I think that's huge now, and I think that is one of one of the biggest assets that you can possess as an athlete nowadays. Yeah, then that's what separates you know average players to really yeah. good ones. Yeah, right. You can. We had Jonathan on the show last time, and mm-hmm. he's talking about you can see which kids want it and which kids don't. Yeah, it's very evident. There's no there's no secret here. Like, yeah, guys are putting in the work, and we know who who's not. Yeah, and and it's. Like, I think from what a lot of athletes see, it's easier for us as coaches or parts of development teams and whatnot to see the players that are actually putting it in yeah. and the guys that aren't. Yeah. Like, sure. I, think, I think athletes are a little bit more oblivious to that part of, you know, faking it type of thing. Like, but us as coaches, and I know you can see it, you know, coaching AAA and whatnot, you see what kids have put it in and what kids kind of just flopped off. Oh, for sure. For you, sure. know I mean? you, you, you can tell who's, you know, at the end of the, at the end of a season, you can tell who, who's coming into camp ready, prepared and excited yeah. for the year and who's done their training. And like I said before, it, it has to be a lifestyle. You can't just say you want it because there are so many athletes that are ready to take your spot. Yep. And that's the thing too. It's, it's like, you know, that 
I, I, I want to circle back to that for a sec, but enjoyment. Guys, if you are having a genuine off-season, you're putting in work, you're being honest, you're eating right, you're doing the right things, you're taking care of your body, you're recovering well, you're working on your skill, you should genuinely be excited for a season. You know what I mean? Like you should, yeah, you should be excited that you're about to pop off, if you will. And that's what I'm seeing some athletes too come into. It's like, oh, well, I've got to go work out today. I've got to put in the work today. I've got to. It's like, but you should be excited you're doing this. Yeah. You should be excited that you're about to, well, hopefully have a really breakthrough season or if not maintain that level of intensity from last year. And then they sit back and cry when they don't get their opportunity and they're yeah. wondering why, oh, well, how come I'm not playing? How come I'm not? getting much ice time like this other kid. Well, yep. it's very evident that you didn't want it. And Thomas, I'm curious to ask you, what are you seeing as a AAA coach? What are you seeing, I guess, for players coming into your preseasons, you know, year after year? I'm not talking about this year specifically, but in the past, how would you rate the level of preparedness of these players? You, It's a good question because – everybody's different okay and the kids that want it right off the bat opening day of training camp you're on the ice you can see who's skating well who's shooting well who's in shape you can notice that and then Mm -hmm. from there all i need all i need is five minutes to see what guys are gonna i guess quote bring it yep right and then you put them in a role and you kind of build around these core players. Like, I guess, like the Crosby's, the Malcolm. You have to build right. around that. Yeah. Right. And that's, and, sorry, right. no, I was going to say that's, that's actually a great point you put. Because I'm going to ask you, too. Do you ever test players in a sense of not just physically, like, putting them through their fitness testing and whatnot? But I mean, like, trying to see their adaptability level. You know, maybe you throw them in random situations and just see how they react. A thousand percent. Right. The more you can get out of somebody or get out of a player in all different situations, the more he's, I guess, valuable to your team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's that's a big thing for me. And I'm excited for my team this year. I think we have a great team. Yep. And we'll see what happens come opening day of training camp. I expect to see all the players in shape. And, you know, I, nowadays, nowadays, and we talked about this with Jonathan is we can see what everyone's doing just through social media. Yes. I know what players on my team are putting in work. I know who's not. There's no, yeah, and you also know who's fronting. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, yes. cause that's a big one too. I mean, for guys out there, I mean, that, that are listening to this, just because you're putting pictures of you at the gym or working out or whatever on your social media, that's whatever. If that's your thing, go for it. Um, but if you're doing that, you better be ready to bring it. Yeah. And there's a difference between eating and exercise, between nutrition and training. Yep. It's right? true. It's true. The whole thing, I say this a lot with the mindset, it's athletes train, they don't work out. And I'm not talking about principles here or whatever. I'm talking about the way you attack training sessions, the way you attack it with the right mindset. I mean, 
my I, I'm curious to know what's the difference with you, Thomas, for like just the workout versus the training part in all of this. It's intense. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. It's you're passionate about it. It's you're waking up every single day to play a sport that you love. And if you can't bring it, go do something else. Yeah. Right. Go, go, go play a different sport. Go, go. Maybe you're into books, maybe you're into reading or studying, like whatever it is, you have to be passionate about it. You have to enjoy waking up every day and saying, I can't wait to go and get this workout done. I'm excited to let's say train with TK, you know, he's going to give me a good hour session let's go from there. Yep. Right. So no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. If you're, if you're, you know, excited to go on vacation with your buddies or see your buddies on the weekend, you don't, you, you don't want it. You're not passionate about it. You should be excited that you're going to train Monday to Friday. You got your hour set. You're going to go on the ice in the afternoon. You're going to do whatever it is you need to do. That has to be your thing. Yep. And yes, there's a balance with, um, with this all right you know at the end of the day i had a great comment from somebody on my instagram page you know we're all human there's got to be a balance of course of course there's got to be a balance but having said that if you're if you want to play in the nhl you want to get a scholarship you you want to just succeed in in hockey in general or even in sports in general yes there's a balance but you have to give it all you got for yep. your sport. And guys, it's just as simple as knowing your priorities. Exactly. Like there's Very nothing, simple. there really isn't, like you were saying before, there really isn't anything wrong on going on a vacation with your friend for the weekend. But you should feel good at the idea that, you know, Monday to Friday, I'm going to put it in. And then that way, come Saturday, Sunday, I can kind of let the body recover or let the mind exactly. Recover. That exactly. should be the way it's thought, you know? Yeah. Because I'm a believer. Everyone needs to pull themselves out sometimes. A and thousand percent. I personally think you have to always miss something just a little bit in order for you to be able to always turn it up. You know, you always have to be able to take one step back per week to take three steps forward. I, that's my analogy. That's my philosophy, if you will. But with that being said, guys, it's like, you know, if mom or dad are having to push you to go to the gym or get ready or get, you know, working out or get to your skates or whatever it is, I really think you need to start questioning why you're doing it. Because, you know, when someone's pushing you more than you want it, there's something up. Yeah. And it doesn't just go for hockey, right? Oh, it goes for everybody. Every yeah. sport you can think of because nowadays with social media, you can find players anywhere in the world, yep. anywhere. And now they have, you know, sites where you can upload your, I guess, work, right? Your, your game tape and you can upload it to the sites and scouts and coaches can just go. And if they're strapped for players, well, they can go find a new player. And here's your profile on this website. Yeah. Right. It's completely different from back then. Yep. It's true. It's so, there's so much more that, you know, or so much more outreach, I should say that you can get to and so many more people you can just get in front of simply by sending an email now. Yeah. Well, look at, look at the NHL draft every year. Look at like Russia, Sweden, Finland, like, 
I was going to say, it's I noticed, it's I was going to say, I've noticed too, that there's a lot more, um, well, may, maybe it's just because I've been paying a little bit more attention now, but I've noticed there were a lot of guys that were getting signed from the Swedish hockey league, the SHL, yeah. you know, right. Like from free agency and stuff or, at the end of the NHL season, I, I noticed it was crazy, but there were a lot of NCAA players that were just signed like that. Yep, there's a lot of NCAA players being noticed now, mm-hmm. even more than, let's say, five to seven years ago. Yeah. Like, guys, there's so many different avenues now, so many different outlets of players that you've got to be willing to bring it day after day, week after week, and that starts with a proper preseason. It really does. Because the thing is, too, is like if you've kind of been sitting there all offseason, taking it genuinely for what it's called offseason versus, you know, just being off and on your own until you get back to the preseason, guys, you're starting too late. And it's not to scare anyone, but it's throwing your reality. Like you can't expect that you sat around all summer and now you kind of just want to put it all together. I mean, yeah, starting now is better than not starting at all. And we're not saying that you should kind of have the mentality of just, yeah, whatever, you know, I screwed off all summer, so now I'm going to continue or average season, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, we're, we're not saying that, but you're going to have to definitely double up and kick it into overdrive now, if that's the case. Right? Yeah, for sure. So going from there, um, final thoughts, Thomas. What are you thinking – Actually, you know what? I'm curious to know. What are you predicting for your team coming up this year? Uh, Hard workers, you know, like physically fit. You know what? To be honest, I I like guys that can skate. So I Mm -hmm. put a good skating team together. Yep. Because at the end of the day, the sport is about speed. And my guys, if they can skate, you know what? Everything else can just come naturally. It's yeah. hard to keep up with a team that is out, you know, winning the foot races. Yeah. Right? Like, for, like if we talk about it all the time, the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? No yeah. one can keep up with these guys. That's why you're back-to-back champions. It's tough. It's very tough. So I'm going to have a good skating team. They're hard workers. And if you can have the atmosphere at a high, everyone is on the same page. Everybody likes coming to the rink every day. And the guys like each other. That's more than enough for me. Yeah. And I was going to say even, um, guys, just looking at that, like the last thought we'll leave you with, if you really think a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins is coming into any season with some guys half prepared or half, you know, in it or whatever, you're completely wrong. Yeah. You think Crosby's going to let somebody just half fast it? Like, come on. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, Look at Phil Kessel, right? Phil Kessel yeah. is sitting there yelling at Evgeny Malkin on the bench during a game. Like, that's what you want. Your top guys got to be your top guys. And it didn't work out for Phil Kessel in Toronto because all we heard was this negative, you know, news about mm-hmm. Phil Kessel enough in the dressing room. So it doesn't work. When you guys, yeah. when you have a team or you have a group of players that want to be there every day for each other, you will go far. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this one's going to wrap up this version of the MBF TK performance talk. Um, but stay tuned for our next one. And guys, make sure to, uh, to reach out. We've got a lot of new, I guess, content coming out for you. A lot of new ideas for our shows. So we're probably going to double up this week. 
keep an eye on it. We've got one coming out either Tuesday or Wednesday and then one coming out um, Friday, Saturday type of thing, or at least next week, Monday. But we will figure it out for you guys because we want your feedback. We appreciate your feedback. More importantly, we really want to know what you're concerned about coming up because we're going to try and answer those questions, right? So aside from that, guys, um, we hope you all have a great day. If you want to find us, you can click just on the podcast. It'll have all our social media where to contact us. Um, and yeah, get, get in touch with us that way. Let us know what you're thinking. We are very interested. So this is Matt Thomas signing off from the MBF and TK Performance Talk. We will talk to you all soon.